Hey, listener, Zach Harper here. Underdog Fantasy, the easiest place to play fantasy sports. Also, fastest growing fantasy app in the industry. Here's how it works. The Pick'em Game. Pick whether your favorite players will have a higher or lower stat total in this week's game for a chance to win big. How big, you ask? I'm so glad you asked that question, listener. You can win up to 100 times your money in a single night. Pick between two and five players. Build a pick'em entry. You can also do rivals picks. You can put like Tyrese Halliburton and Jalen Brunson against each other. And whoever has more points, more assists, more rebounds, whatever you want to do, that is your rivals pick. I would maybe go with Jalen Brunson in these playoffs. By the way, in the regular season, Jalen Brunson, scoring tear, going higher on his point totals all the time. Joel Embiid, whenever he did actually play, higher on his scoring totals all the time. Victor Wembanyama for the next 15, 20 years, here's a pro tip for you. Take higher on the blocks. That's right. So you're probably wondering, how do you sign up? Oh my God, listener, you are full of good questions today. Sign up with the promo code DING, that's D-I-N-G, to claim your special pick first time deposit offer up to $250 in bonus cash. $250, man, that's a lot. Visit underdogfantasy.com or find them in the app store. And don't forget to register with our code DING, D-I-N-G, to claim your special pick and first time deposit offer up to $250 in bonus cash. Must be 18 or older, 21 or older in Massachusetts, Arizona, 19 or older in Alabama and Nebraska, and present in a state where underdog fantasy operates. Terms apply. Concerned with your play, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.ncpgambling.org. Arizona, 1-800-NEXT-STEP. That's 1-800-639-8783. Or text next step to 53342. New York, call the 24-7 Hope Line at 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Nobody appreciates more different kinds of music than you. That's obvious. But did you feel at the time, in the 50s, early 60s, a resentment of some of the white performers who were copying R&B stuff and selling more records than you and your contemporaries were? I just didn't object to it. I just felt that the music just, it wasn't that good to care about. <laughs> that sounds terrible, doesn't it? But I'm being honest with you. Maybe some exceptions, though. I mean, Elvis was a talented guy. Well, uh, okay. Not necessarily. You'd know better than I. Yeah. Let, well, me, let me ask it differently. How good was Elvis? What Elvis did, he caused a lot of the populace, if you want to, and usually when people say populace, they usually mean white people, uh, to start listening to a lot of music that normally they wouldn't have been listening to. I guess I'm going to lose uh, at least about a third of my fans right now. But... To say that Elvis was was uh, so great and so outstanding, what's the most frustrating question you get asked every day? For me, it's what's for dinner. Luckily, Butcher Box is here to help. They make it easy with an array of meat and seafood to choose from. 100% grass-fed beef, wild-caught lobster tails, and don't forget the bacon. There's no better feeling than knowing you've got a variety of butcher box meat and seafood to help you make your dinner decisions. 
Luckily, for a limited time, ButcherBox is giving new members two pounds of free ground beef in every order for the life of your membership. Are you kidding me? That's free beef. Burgers, tacos, meatballs for free. All you got to do is sign up. Choose from four curated box options or customize your own and decide how often you want it. ButcherBox ships your order frozen at peak freshness and packed in a 100% recyclable box. And shipping, like that ground beef, is always free. I love the ribeye. Marbled, bone-in, whether I'm grilling or just searing it in butter before I pop it in the oven. And have I mentioned burgers? This is your chance to never have to shop for ground beef again. That's right. ButcherBox is giving new members free ground beef for life. Sign up at butcherbox.com ding and get two pounds of ground beef free in every order for the life of your membership. That's butcherbox.com ding, D-I-N-G, to claim this deal. I made a bargain with it, you know, a long time ago, and I'm holding up my hand. What was your bargain? To get where... Should I ask who you made the bargain with? <laughs> with, 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 you know, with the chief, uh, chief commander. On this earth? <laughs> and on this earth and, in, uh, and then in a world we can't see. It's not clear to me that I think there will exist a general purpose device that does everything you want, because I don't think the whole world's going to be able to afford five devices per person in the bubble of Terranea. Oh, no. Sorry. Oh. Don't step on the one. You gotta start on the two. Find the two, you understand? I told you I never did any of these dances before. Now it's one, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. Now when music starts, you don't dance to the two. You got it? Well said! Wilson! Wilson! Here comes the music right now. Three, two, and one. Go! Gentlemen! It's a feeling. A heart. I have One a breath away and there you will be So young and carefree Again you will see That place in time So gold Still Away into that way What up, what up, what up, what up you thought okay, that you all have to would last forever, but like the weather, nothing can ever end the info. Tell me how both of those are How can you believe that your government is also powerful that they're able to wreck the entire world? But if you can also fight them with your AK-47, please explain that. When we can see so vividly. A memory And yes, you say So was the day To fade away And leave a ray of sun 
Hello. 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 Wilson. 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 Wilson, where are you? Wilson, where are you? Yet filled with Such a great movie. Compassion. People don't give that one enough credit. It's a hard watch, Jade. It's not an easy watch. The man alone yeah. on an island for 90 I, they minutes. I kind of find it funny. <laughs> I mean, that's. I definitely don't think you're thinking it's funny the first time you see it. I don't take it too seriously. Well, it's Tom Hanks. He makes you laugh no matter what. What, you know what, what I mean? do you take? <laughs> too seriously though jade i feel like that's a you thing more than a tom my, hanks my son's thing. soccer oh yeah there you go my wife's like chill out jade and not <laughs> not again not again this weekend not again what do you do chill out nothing it's just like i've been having issues with my son's playing time mm. which i dealt with and solved by the way just like, frankly, took the coach out to well, the woodshed. I, mean, I, I don't know if I fully told this story, but, you know, I was in the running for head coach of the team early uh-huh. on. But the guy who got it was the president of the league. So the guy. Oh, yeah, I remember that. They had, they had a middleman interview me and he's like, this is like one of the best resumes we've ever seen. Because so I sent videos of the kids that I've recorded and edited. I had testimonials from parents from prior seasons. And then the, but the guy's like, but unfortunately you're going up against the president. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, well, why are you calling me? You know what I mean? But we, I went through the whole process thing, didn't get it. And then kind of was in the running. I was in the running for assistant, but I got annoyed that I just wasn't immediately granted the assistant role. Yeah. Since I was second for the head. And Kind of became like the guy, you know, he's a nice guy, I guess, but he isn't, he's not, he's not, he's not cool with me for some reason. And uh, so I just was like, forget about it. I'm out. I'm just interested really in Grayson anyway. But like, you know, the team's got basically 24 kids. They split into two teams every weekend. And um, I was just like the first weekend, Grayson did not start either of the games and Grayson was ranked fifth in the entire tryout. And I'm like, and the whole thing is kind of predicated with this. Everyone's getting equal time. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. That's the way they do. Most of these youth sports participation trophies. They don't, they don't care about winning necessarily. They just want everybody to have fun, that type. And that's fine. That's fine, but I was like the first two games of his like career, he came off the bench. He's one of the best players, and I'm like this. And then as the games progressed, I'm like, Grayson's not playing as much time. And so the next weekend, it kind of happened again. So I started tracking the time, and sure enough, I noticed that Grayson was only playing 30, roughly 32% of the game. And I brought it to the attention of the coach and I broke it down. I said, listen, what you're putting the starters out in the first half and then you're restarting them in the second half. It's it's going to end up being lopsided. So I kept, you know, I, and it wasn't the first time I did it again, you know, and then 
finally last weekend they started doing the switch. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. I, hey, listen, I'm fine for equal time, but when my son's getting 32 percent of the time, you're not doing what you said you did, buddy. <laughs> and you said you know there's I mean? two teams, so like, how many kids there's, are on the team total? There's 12 a team, but the seven, well, six starters, play, like six field players, and then the goalie. Oh, okay. So the, we're only at the level of soccer where there's six people playing at a time. Yeah. Okay. And I don't I consider it like if you get stuck in goal, uh, no, it could be great. Playing. It could suck. But it's no. not part of – I want Grayson on the field. I don't As want a former goalie, I can tell you with genuine veracity that being goalie is not playing soccer. And the, playing and your and own and weird he, little game by yourself every once in a while you get picked I, I got this explanation like – that was so three card Monty. You know what I mean by this? Like, it was so. Eyes like, up here, Jade. Eyes up here. Oh, we, yeah. We we put this player here, and then the player plays goalie. I'm like, bro, bro, bro. Let's just calm down here. I got the numbers. I tracked it, and so now, I kind of, I'm, 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 you know, I'm not. I don't involve Grayson at all in this. By the way, this is only <laughs> between me and the coach because I don't want my son to know anything. He's a great team player. He's very good. He's like one of the only kids that can actually get the ball, put his head up, dribble, and make a pass. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. And and like, and but I don't understand this whole notion of not playing your better players. You don't have to play them more, but man, they you got to get your better players out there to set a good example. Like that's the bottom line. And like, and I can't help but think because it's in my nature that this guy's trying to spite me. You know what I mean? By taking it out of my kid, and I, this is my worst fear. But so. What I do now is just, I just sit on the sideline. I got a notebook and a pen and a clock. <laughs> and I make mm. it well known that I'm tracking this shit. <laughs> and get, and guess like what? Sure enough, youth soccer. <laughs> it all changed last weekend. I was like, all right, now it's no reason to complain. Grace was also under the weather last weekend, so he didn't p- play particularly well. He got banged hard with a ball that took him out of the game. So I was like, Nothing to complain about last weekend. But, I mean, ultimately, if you don't stick up for your kid, nobody else will. You know? That's the bottom line. And and, and these guys, the coach, the two assistants, their fathers, they get to, you know what I mean? It's, 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 it's almost like they should take being a father coach out of the game. It should just, you shouldn't be allowed to coach is my, that's my bottom. At this, at this age, at least when they travel, maybe for rec league, but... At this point, it's it's there's too much, too much conflict of interest. You know what I mean, Zach? Zach's not here. It's just it's just me, Maze, talking oh, to you. Oh, I thought he joined the call. <laughs> but soccer dads were a thing. I remember. I remember growing up. I had this these friends who came to my school in third grade, and they were from Texas, but they were Argentinian, and when they joined our soccer team, their dad would come and he would yell the entire fucking time. He would yell at everyone. He'd yell at his kids. He'd yell at the coach. He'd yell at the other <laughs> team. He'd yell at the refs. And, he, you know, yeah. he was just that that fiery Argentinian passion, the love of the game. And then I'm pretty sure somebody was like, hey, man, you know what? Maybe don't show up to the games and distract everybody with your excessive yelling. Do so. No, I I'm just saying so, sports dads, there's many different kinds. Soccer dads, especially. There's something yeah. about soccer where it's like 
I think it's because a lot of it is like what you said, where, you know, Grayson's one of the few people who can dribble with his head up and make a pass. Most of the kids can't. So it's pretty frustrating to watch because it's a lot of chaos. It is, and, and, and Jen, but most parents really don't notice anything. But you know, they, they their kids on, they get excited, and it's like they don't really track the time. You know, like you, most parents don't even know what the time length on a half is, so they play twenty five minute halves and end up being fifty minutes. So every weekend there's a hundred minutes of playing time, and like I said, one weekend, two weekends, maybe in a row, Grayson got around thirty two of the hundred minutes. And I'm just like, this isn't even what you're saying it is. And like most, and I would, you know, I've, I informed a couple of the parents. It's just like, make sure, because I wasn't alone with this feeling. Other other parents had issues with like their players, their kids getting stuck on defense and, and whatnot. And I just said, make sure, I don't even mind that. I want Grayson to play all positions. But if you're going to say it's equal time and it's not, then... We got a problem here. So, and, uh, and sure enough, I mentioned it more than once and then things got changed. We'll see if it lasts. They're not playing this weekend because of um, the holiday, but uh, just make sure like, you know, as a parent, you gotta, if you, like I said, if you don't look after your kid, nobody else will. That's it. Mm. It's as it's, it's much as much um, with with this new age kind of stuff where they kind of say, oh, yeah, it's all about getting everyone time. You know, watch out for that three-card money shit. <laughs> that's what I call it. Because <laughs> that's what it is. It's just like this guy's giving me this long-winded explanation, and I'm like, bro, I, I, I got the numbers here, you know? And don't try, to, don't try to add the goalie shit here. We're not doing this, you know? So I got, they did an inter scrimmage because they have the two enough for two teams. One weekend, Grayson had just played goal in a game and then he got stuck back in goal and that pissed me off. I was like, why did he just play goalie again? And this is after I made a complaint, essentially. I'm very nice too. I don't call up and I'm not a jerk. I'm very diplomatic. Keep it, keep it straight. Keep it with the info. But it's almost like there's this resentment that stems from last winter when we were training Grayson along with five of the other kids on the team with my coach that I've hired. And there is a resentment about it. It's like we're we're breaking off. We're doing our own thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. You must you must follow the town team rules. You can't you can't organize yourselves you know and i'm just like why not it's winter time we'll, we'll have you know? the greens on this side all right so today we're going to try to focus on some foot skills you know when we first start the practice we just kind of want them to kind of get in the rhythm of playing and there's no other better way of doing that than just them playing soccer because it's been so long since we've gotten out and it's a nice day you know really hoping we could use some of this weather uh some of the time to just let these kids play today so we're going to focus on really foot skills passing but really it's just going to be about today letting them play was your dad like this at all when you were playing hockey um do you remember yeah 
There was a point in time for sure, but my dad did it in a way that involved me. You know, he was more like that Argentinian dad. Gotcha. Yelling, yelling from the uh, bleachers. Yeah. Get him out there. <laughs> get hold, get Jane out there. <laughs> <laughs> and I would just be like, good God, dad, you know. You were embarrassed. Uh, oh, awful. And like as my hockey career progressed into like high school, Loomis, it became so political. Parents and the politics of, of getting your kids playing time was insane. And and especially at Loomis, it was very difficult because I mean, some of these families had tremendous wealth. And so I'll give you an example. Like when we, when I was in sophomore year, we traveled to Europe. We went to Europe twice in my four years, one time to Italy, one time to Germany. And um, the time that I went to Italy, I remember I might have been both times, but we brought some of the family members came, the ones that could really afford it. Like one set of parents i think paid for the entire team to ski in saint moritz like you know what i mean like yeah. thousands of dollars for say like alps skiing and like it was just one of those things like all of a sudden their kids playing more you know <laughs> it's like so it's like the politics of parents that turned me off big time i was like this sucks this, it took away the fun of the game you know System-oriented playing, too, at that point sucked. I hated that. You must do this. You can't freely go out and skate like you would normally. You can't play your game. You have to play their game. And I, I didn't like it. It was more like you have to dig out in the corner, get the puck up to the slot, stuff like that. And I was just like, dude, I'm a little guy, you know? But, yeah, that's yeah, what I, I My parents knew absolutely nothing about sports, so... My dad would That's show up to my basketball games and read the paper. And then when I would get on the court, he would try to, like, get a nickname going for me. And he'd just, he'd just be like, <laughs> go Maze! Go Maze! Go Maze! Go Maze! Go Maze! That's it. That's what I would get. It's so funny you mentioned that. It's funny because after like my junior and senior year at Loomis, which were my two favorite years of hockey, because at that point I just said, fuck it. All the pressure of the whole thing, I just said, I'm not going pro. I'm gonna play out my final years here. And two of my two of my best years ever. Um and um my dad actually would come to the games with that cowbell. Oh my and God. he started that instead of being complaining guy he was over excessive cheering guy <laughs> with a cowbell yeah he was are the you cowbell kidding guy. me oh my god it was it was equally as horrific for me i was just like good god dad just go away you know just be quiet at least like just i don't know because it was a whole thing like dad had to assume a role and, and and the coach really loved it he loved the fact that dad was cowbell guy because it was like adding spirit to the game so it's so it's to make your presence known as a parent somehow to the team benefited your son you know mm. if it was through having hosting a dinner for the team or buying him ski trips my my dad we had no money cowbell guy <laughs> cowbell guy what I mean and I, I never grooved with the coach. That was the thing. He just, I was too, I don't know what it was about me. 
Um, I think that I was just too headstrong. Like I, I, it wasn't really even being intentionally headstrong either. I just did what I did. I've always done that. I had the same problems at ESPN. Most places, you know, that I ended up working at, it's always the same issue. And that I just really like to do what I do, what I want to do. You know, I don't like to follow the the rules. I mean, I don't think that's necessarily just a you thing, but totally. I mean, my my mom for sure always clashed with her boss. Like that, she was a great worker. She was really nice. She was always like really, you know, friendly and like dependable and stuff. But she was opinionated. She had opinions and she had ways of doing things, and that's definitely translated to me like i definitely empathize with that and i I just feel like if you're any sort of like (laughs) you have that quality too yeah it's a good quality i mean yeah i mean it it means that like you're you're engaged right it's like a lot better than just being checked out or what yeah you care probably too much right so that's that's i mean espn it was i mean geez i mean god look at this look at espn's product Their, their content at least from where i was digital it's terrible it's so bad and like i mean every time i look at something that they put out i'm just like it's cringeworthy now and like i was um surrounded by people that just really put up i always call it they put up their tent and just called it a day you know what i mean yeah great 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 work life great money um but like nobody cared there it was all about status quo just Coming in, doing what's required. Don't rattle the cage, Jade. You know? And like, I mean, it's, I just not, I can't exist like that. I was just like, how do you do this? I don't, and it's like, I had, I made good money there. I was getting the free tickets to Disney, Mm -hmm. but it just is so unsatisfying. The same thing happened at Showtime, man, when I was there. That If I had stayed at that job, I'd be making so much money, you know? I had friends that still are there that are VPs and stuff like that. But I was just like, this is terrible. This feels like a library, working in a library, you know? Mm-hmm. Not that there's anything wrong with working in a library. I actually worked at a library when I was at Wesleyan. It's actually probably not like working in a library. I would say libraries it's not are at all. pretty dope. <laughs> but it's like, I mean that in the sense that it was just boring. Like, I guess. It's like being in a library is what you're saying. Yeah. It's oh, like- for sure. It's showtime. Yeah, I got the... I mean, I would come in at 9.15 and I would get the, where were you, Jade? Jade. Yeah, I was supposed to be in at 9. <laughs> like, you kidding me? The Lumberg, the Lumberg in office space coming up to you. Totally. Uh, Jade. In like 15 uh, minutes? Are you yeah. kidding me? You're going to need those yeah, TBS reports. Right just, uh, it's exactly what it was. Uh, oh, and uh, got to no work problem. Saturday yeah. this week. If Make you could just go ahead and make sure you time. do that from now on. Great. Great. And uh, I'll go ahead and make sure you get another copy of that memo. Okay? Yeah, no, I, I, I have the memo. I've got it. It's right. Hello, Bill. A midget is still a dwarf, but their arms and legs are in proportion. So, what's an elf? An elf is a supernatural being. Sometimes they're invisible. They're like fairies. They don't actually exist, do they? In real life. So, is a pixie the same thing as an elf? Hold on, Gareth. What? 
I just want to know how come he knows so much about midgets. That hey. happened at the end. That was the end of my ESPN career when effectively they took everything I had done over the course of 10 years, built everything up. I was doing live shows at this point, right? Mm-hmm. I, had, I had lying around the block over there in Oakland. Show I was and I would show my bot my new bosses. I'd be like, "Look, this is all the stuff I'm doing," and they're like, oh, "I think we're gonna have you do college football. You're gonna have to come in on the weekends." And this is true. This is 100 percent true. As a matter of fact, it's the assistant. I don't know if you noticed, but Katie Nolan quit her ESPN gig. Mm-hmm. And and in that tweet, the second person she mentioned was Ashley Braban. That she was the her and this fellow Glenn Jacobs basically effectively stripped me of everything I had done. And they were reducing my role to PA level. It was like 10 years I worked there and all of a sudden I'm getting a demotion to PA. And I was just like, "Uh, you're just asking me to leave, aren't you? You know, I didn't realize that at the time. I realized that just recently. But I mean, when Zach's here, when we did our, one of our first live shows in New York, Zach read the email that I got. Oh man. <laughs> I read that thing so dramatically too. Great. And I was just like, and I never understood it because Ashley was so in it, like she was just a cool like Katie Nolan, right? Like, like, why don't you see this is cool that I'm doing this? You're asking me to do this nonsense. By the way, it didn't even even last. I checked out, but after I had friends that were in the similar circumstance and they they went through it, but then things changed back to kind of normal. Seven months, eight months later. So it was just a drag. But I'm glad I got out. Fuck that place. Fuck. Fuck it. Fuck it. But I mean, look look what's happened since. I mean, it's just been a train wreck. You know? At the WWL? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the place sucks. Pablo, Bomani. It's like, (laughs) it's like just goes on that Levitard, right? All the things that were great are gone. You know? Mike Greenberg is hosting the NBA Finals. <laughs> I saw like that. what? What are you? What? What are we doing? What the hell? And I, I like. I get it from a standpoint. If it's just like, look, man, we're paying these people so much money, we need to stretch them across multiple platforms in order to justify what. I get that, right? Seven million a year. Yeah. Certain reporters who can't fucking talk who are on TV, right? Trying to talk, trying to provide analysis. They should just be reporting things like you have that. Right. And the only reason is because the salary is so, so big. And that's fine. Like good for them on earning that salary. That's fine. But like to take away the stuff that makes you good and the number, like the numbers don't really show that this is making things better. People show up for live games. That's pretty much it. At this point. Yo, yeah. Dude, you know what I did last night? <clears throat> Funnily enough, I went on to ESPN Plus or whatever it's called there, and I I was scouring the this there. Um, they have amazing warehouse of just like you can watch every college soccer game because I was curious. I just wanted to watch soccer, college mm-hmm. soccer, just to see the level. There was this game last night between the U.S. and Jamaica qualifying for World Cup. I think that I was checking out, but then I just started going on to the college archives. Man, they're their plus catalog is intense. It's amazing. Oh yeah, no, there's but, a lot. Yeah, there's a lot there. But again, like everything that's, that's worth a damn now that's, but is, no, but that's it. is live sports. That's, yeah. the live, that's what I'm saying. It's like that is is 
that's their bread and butter always is it's the stuff the content stuff used to have priority and and they cared about it but now it's just filler right it's just pure filler so um yeah it's uh greenberg (laughs) who's did they mention who he's doing it with uh well the countdown crew is like Stephen a smith will bond and magic johnson like they brought magic back all right 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 that was well will bond and magic were back with who was that was it It simmons Simmons. yeah Yeah. simmons and sage that's the whole i mean awkward simmons thing i mean he was terrible magic was terrible they didn't like each other do i get to speak now it's been like 10 minutes um (laughs) i thought this was a must play well game for the spurs i mean i'm sorry for the heat because Sage is Sage, like it's. I mean, yeah, oh my God. <laughs> Sage yeah. but um, the uh, I, have you watched the jump lately? I, no, I, no. Oh my God, what did they do with that? Well, what it's something else now, right? Malik, it's now Malika's show, and they named it like NBA, like no, NBA Today or something like that. Or no, that's but that I think that's going to happen starting this weekend. Oh, the jump like go, or, or starting next yeah. week. I think the NBA jump today. Ends, oh, they're yeah, just NBA filling. Today, so, oh, yeah. so they've just been kind of running. Yeah, it's like, like it's like highly questionable, highly questionable. Is now undebatable or debatable or whatever. Yeah, because um, I just I seen that you know Cassidy, who I used to work with, has been hosting it, but it's really just not good. So not good i'll tell you what's good is our show the athletic nba show check that out people mm. Ooh, that point of contention i tell you yeah i agree maze I'm i really tell you that was a I'm hell really, of an I'm episode really i'm i'm a really <laughs> you like that i like that you like it i like hearing i don't hear enough because sometimes you like you do this stuff and you probably get this act i mean maze you might get it too but where you do you put in your a hard work and then you don't hear anyone go it's a good job you know what i mean you're like Kind of makes you paranoid sometimes. Uh, but, I, but I just, I just said forget it. I always think I know that it's good, but it's nice to hear sometimes. Someone will tweet me or, or DM me. And I always like it. I used to get it a lot more though. So, um, yeah, the only thing I, I think the, <laughs> this might sound terrible. I think the only thing that I care about that with now is cinephobe. I think that's the only thing that because I'm like the basketball content is the basketball content. Like I've been doing that for fucking forever like I've you been do podcasting. it literally every day yeah and i've been podcasting since amazing. 2008 right so like that part of it but like about basketball since 2008 but um but cinephobe because it's still relatively new and it's still like the audience is really growing um and new people are discovering all the time i'm like like when i get stuff about that i'm like yeah fuck yeah like <laughs> that's what i want to yeah I mean, you guys yeah we get, get a lot, lot like feedback. it's it's man it's it's fun it's great the, it's not I that I don't the, like enjoy the feedback on NBA, but like the cinephobe, like that's what I focus on right now with with that stuff. The new baby. The other day, the other day, um, Michael C. Wright uh, tweeted above our uh, Steph Curry pod. Marcus and Da do their thing as usual, but the production on this pod is fire, fire. <laughs> And so Aldrich CC'd me 
And then Michael says, oh, my bad. Normal for Jade. See, that's what I'm talking about. (laughs) (laughs) I like this expectation, you know? (laughs) Oh, it's just Jade. It's just Jade producing. Never mind. Uh, Compliment rescinded. LOL. I had to add the LOL. (laughs) Thanks again, Mike. Thanks. I love Mike. I love Michael C. Wright. It's my guy. Um, but yeah, between yeah, between the Steph Curry episode, that was that was hilarious. I mean, obviously, that's you know Marcus's relationship with Steph is just incredible. And that then, was amazing. Like, if people haven't listened to that, that was. I mean, because Steph has this, and I've just heard this a thousand times. He's boring, you know. But yeah, not with Marcus. Marcus. Yeah, and <laughs> Da. And I mean, yeah, Da, DA, like, DA of has course, this amazing effect on is players. a legend. So like, he he has basically built-in chemistry with everybody and it's because everybody grew up watching da on tv that's in the league every episode we get a big name they always stop down to say how great da is it's like it's like a thing and uh but yeah i mean i had worked with henry abbott with steph on this like when he was hawking some deodorant stuff and I got to interview him live, but but it's all like it's player speak stuff, you know. This time, this that was a great, great pod. I loved it. Loved it. I worked hard on that one. Who we are and our identity is, um, and you know, it hasn't been proven that you know we're an easy out in any playoff series. So that's that's what we uh, we're banking on. Steph, I had a, I had a player tell me once uh, that low key you were the most gangster player in the league right like how there's a i know you're, you're a nice guy and you play golf and all that stuff and you have Why children you play golf like you play golf <laughs> you know it's, it's, a, golf, it's a very I'm friendly just bad at it it's very friendly <laughs> and fun Damn, Marcus. I'll, I'll, I'll just be wondering sometimes what's like what's in your head like there's this complete kind of other side of you uh that even on the court you're, you're like you're smiling a lot you're playing but like you know you are quote unquote the baby face assassin what are you telling yourself in your head when it's time to get going like 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 this summer for instance when you know reportedly you guys were out here trying to get some help and it ends up being not that much and it's like okay basically it's on you again right you gotta you gotta at least carry until clay gets there in your head what does steph tell himself to get ready to put in the work and to like be able to carry this load there's there's two parts to that one is you know i've always had a it's that kind of quiet killer instinct and it's something that you know, Cobe did an interview one time. It was one of my favorite kind of comments about me in terms of how he saw like that killer instinct behind the smile and and just I can have fun and have joy. He was like, I'm out there to rip your heart out, and it's just a different way that it looks. Kobe, what do you think of when you watch Steph Curry? Um, I, I see a calmness about him. I see a calmness about him, and I, I think it's something that. A lot of players don't understand. I think so. I think the fans is very hard for the fans to really understand what I'm saying because most players don't get it. Um, so there's a there's a confidence no matter what situation you are that I have the ability and the skill set to you know win any game any night. You know that's that's something that is only built on the the shoulders of the work that you put in. Not to be cliche, but like that's really 
you know, how I gained that confidence and maintain that from year after year. And the second part is there's always like this quiet insecurity at the same time of when you come into a training camp that you got to prove it all over again. And there's something to that, you know, I get nervous right before training camp starts. You know, there's this, again, I call it insecurity throughout your summer workouts where like I really have to have, be intentional about what I'm, what I'm doing, what I'm working on, uh, what my mentals are like going into the season because, you know, there's no guarantee that what I've done before is just going to show up. And so I have a, a fine balance between those two emotions. And it's always like a, a back and forth game because I know if I step on the floor, I got this confidence, but it's built on the work. But if I don't have the insecurity about what the work means for what I'm doing on the court, then it doesn't work. So that's really the, my way of thinking and way of summarizing, you know, all the different emotions. You can't control what people say about, you know, you or your team or whatever the case is. And, you know, we all know year to year you're in different situations and you have to be able to adapt. But for me personally, those are the two kind of emotions that I have to balance, you know, every single year to just try to stay on this level. So is the voice in your head, like, what is it like? Is it like, are you in front of a man in front of you? And are you like, man, you garbage. You can't garbage. Like, is he like going off? What does he sound like? You know? <laughs> There's something to that. I might have to, uh, might have to put the voice memo. Like if you were to narrate this, who would you get to narrate the voice of the, the killer inside? Kevin Hart would be like the insecure side of like, ah, you ain't nothing. Ah, man, you ain't gonna <laughs> Really trying to get big, man. I was serious about the gym. You know something else I thought the gym was going to do for me, though? I thought the gym was going to help me mentally. I had a lot of mental stuff I was trying to get over. Phobias and stuff. And I said, you know, you get a little bigger, feel better about yourself, you don't worry about the stuff you're afraid of. Got any phobias? Not you think of? You ain't scared of nothing, huh? You ever wake up in an alligator in your room or some shit? Jolene, I 
Picture this, all right? You're shopping online, right? You're clicking, you're adding things to the cart, you're feeling good, and then you decide to go to checkout. And at checkout, you see the total. And you're like, what? How did this get so high? I just added an item here, an item there. Here's a hoodie, there's a hoodie. All of a sudden, it's like 300 bucks. I'm gonna spend 300 bucks. And then you see that promo code field just staring right back at you looking at you saying hey bet you wish you had one of me and maybe you start like searching on the internet you google like ah promo code for whatever right and you don't find anything current because of course that's not how it works you know it does work honey with honey searching for coupon codes on your own it's a thing of the past honey is a free shopping tool that scours the internet for promo codes and applies the best one it finds to your cart honey supports over 30,000 stores online tech gaming products fashion food delivery everything honey has it all imagine you're shopping on one of your favorite sites when you hit that checkout the honey button drops down and says hey found some coupons for you let's see if anything works here and all you do is click apply coupons wait a few seconds honey searches and it gets one for you and you watch that price drop all of a sudden that 300 dollars might be 240 might be 200 who knows who knows how much it could save you Depends on the site, depends on the day, depends on the promo code. Me personally, ordered a bunch of clothes. It was like $230 or something like that. Had Honey say, hey, got something for you, Zach. Clicked it, got 20% off. Saved a bunch of money. Honey has found it's over 17 million members. Over $2 billion, billion in savings. If you don't already have Honey, you could be straight up missing out on free savings it's literally free it's free it installs in seconds on your browser and by getting it you'll be doing yourself a solid and supporting this podcast i'd never recommend something i don't use you guys know i use everything that we promote so get honey for free at joinhoney.com slash ding that's joinhoney.com slash ding get a little something off the top all right, so we got we got a lot to talk about today. We got a lot of things to hit. First of all, I just want to quickly plug Squid Queued Up, which is going to be the upcoming TV podcast. We're going to talk about Succession mm. Season 3, but we have mm. a lot of television and movies to talk about now. So this is kind of a little sampler platter. And we're going to start with Squid Game because, like I said last week, literally Squid. as soon as I was done for the day, I binged Squid. And I finished it Saturday morning. Zach was not too far behind. Jade was a little bit after that. Where do you guys yeah. even want to start? Should we start with Marbles? Is that where we should oh, kick this thing great off? Episode. Yeah. I mean, no, you got to start with two. Just right to number two. Just when they get plunged well, back into I the think, real world. I think last, last week we kind of, it was all just, I don't know where everyone was, but I think one was kind of where we were. 
collectively. Well, yeah, we were we didn't want to spoil too much because we were introducing the show and like talking about it for the first time. But yes, we, we've all finished it, so I think we can kind Marbles of just jump four, all over right? the place. Marbles is six. Marbles is a way oh, into it because oh, it, they wow. go back to the real world, then they come back in, then it's the honeycomb. Then it's the oh, I believe, oh, the honeycomb man stressed me the fuck out. Then it's the strobe light melee in the dorm room. Oh, that's that's right, the strobe light fight. Then you've got the tug of war. Then you've got marbles. Tug of war was great. There's, I mean, every every single game was effective to me. Like they did a great job of turning these childhood games into life or death situations like the honeycomb one i did not really anticipate it all like <laughs> i didn't know yeah, what the got, hell that's was coming a, that's got to be a cultural thing though right, right in terms exactly. of like because i don't think any of us did that here well, in america like as children right that's not a thing carving out the i've done that on my own randomly with you know like i've, I've some, I've, some yeah, version I've of it like crackers or stuff into shapes before but like not like <laughs> carved them out not for death not in the shape of an umbrella not the umbrella man no um the thing that i was kind of struggling with after the first episode was there's a couple things was there was a general and i resolved this i could talk about later but i couldn't figure out the, they, they weren't urgently scared right when they come back there was this kind of like hey we're back you know you mean when they come back into the into the game <laughs> yeah and like there was never there was never post traumatic sh- stress from what happened in the first episode mm, well i don't know if i agree with that i think there was in the immediate aftermath i think what yeah. i think what was so genius about that second episode was one, it completely subverted viewer expectations. We were all just expecting them to roll right into game two, you know, and and just keep this thing going. But when when everybody speaks up and they voice their real concerns about how scared and how ridiculous what they got themselves into, then that you know, then they do the vote and but before they do the vote, they drop the money, which I loved. Right? And I was almost expecting like when they drop the money, everybody to basically shut up. Because it's like, look, the money is there in front of you. But then, of course, it comes down to the last vote, and it's the old man, and he votes to reset the game. But I felt like it was still part of the game, and it was because so many people came back because their lives, in reality, suck so much. And that reminds me of The Matrix with Scyther. Lost. It reminds me of Lost when they leave the island and they say we have to go back because the real world doesn't feel the same. There's a lot of that. I was like, oh, shit, this is Lost. Yeah. And they did that in like one episode. And that's what I started to go, well, this isn't, I can't think of this realistically. Like, you know what I mean? That's what I let go of the, this thing isn't fully real. It's yeah, that's when it gets dystopian. It's a you metaphor, mean, yeah. you know, because like that was the thing with I started to think, is this playing out in somebody's head as a matter of like, is this some type of mental construct? And so this 
the laughing and stuff like that, the humor kind of stuff in the face of death was kind of troubling me. And I was like, well, maybe not here because this could be a completely psychological reaction that, that somebody's having, not, a, not the collective. I'm saying, I'm saying that I'm seeing this all kind of playing out in the mind of somebody, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And <laughs> so I mean, in a way that's, that's it was, was. that's in what I wrote to you. In a way it yeah. even was like, it's, this is still somebody's like, fucked up dream that they're having is this it's gone, game gone what's his name the main character gone g not good gone. with names in this show unfortunately my my south korean name dexterity is not high you but, cowards but the main the main character <laughs> shut up the zach. father the gambler <laughs> what's the gangster's name zach <laughs> <laughs> i love sorry, guys, i have to take a phone call right now sorry i gotta step away uh, <laughs> He's my favorite character. But so, the the thing about the the real world being worse was that it also it also gave us a little bit more insight into some of these who these new characters were. Yeah. Which yeah. was important because we did just get that one thing with the main guy and his, you know, he's a deadbeat dad Bro, and all that. The editing on episode 2 is so good. As just from an editor standpoint, it is so good. And especially the, there's like the, you see the things all happen in sequence, kind of like right before they get into the car. And by the way, that sequence of them getting in the car is so dope. Mm-hmm. Where it's just all those cuts of them getting in the car, the door yeah. closing and stuff like that. I never quite understood. They didn't really, like some of, I don't know how many characters protected themselves from the the, the fog just one it's just the one right just the girl it's just the girl yeah, pickpocket i don't know why that ended up even mattering because she snuck in a blade right yeah it i mean it ended up oh. like it's she it seemed like they were gonna take the storyline of her like sneaking through the air ducts and like trying to figure out what was actually going on like a little further it kind of dropped off after the honeycomb episode because i don't think that she does that again well, no, because I think at least the way I took that is like she realizes like, oh, we're fucked. <laughs> like there is it's not no, even like, worth it. Let's get, yeah. yeah. Like I think she realized like there's no gaming this. You just have to survive. Yeah. Because when she sees that, she, I think she knew she's like, oh, fuck, this is really going to be like, this is really going to be terrible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's I mean, well, that's the whole thing, right? Every character, all the main characters there is all contrasted. Each and every one of them is distinct. And that episode two, the great moment that was, um, well, there's a couple. Um, the the situation with his mother is really important. Yeah. Right? The diabetes. Diabetes. And then the diabetes. Scene, the, the scene with, um, is he Pakistani or Indian, the fellow there, where he asks the, the other guy for the money, for, for the bus. Yeah. Yeah. Because that play, that scene plays out again in marbles, essentially. Well, that's mm-hmm. what seeds. That's what seeds the the marbles part for sure. And that was just oh man, yeah. That was that was by far the most devastating part to me. Was was Ollie and the the businessman's relationship there. But also, what episode two did was it folded in the cop, who then ended up following. Right them to the the pickup and and taking on the identity of the worker and kind of just providing just like another 
angle of investigating what's actually happening here, which I thought was really clever and necessary. And then we get the honeycomb game and I love the licking part, like the lick, the licking solution at the end. And then, and everybody's just looking at him and they're like, Oh, I'm going to start licking. (laughs) They're all just frantically licking the back of their honeycomb cookie. That's, that was when part of my, Oh, this is not realistic. He's climbing under the car. He manages to get through that relatively easy, right? Take the guy out and stuff like that. I yeah, mean, but I, I, I gave, I, up, I think though, I gave if, up on that. I was no, just like, forget. He can't see it like this. I know? think. Um, I think what I took from that, especially once that theory came about, that like, depending on which color you choose, right? Oh yeah. If you choose the, the red, you get that. Like these aren't Wh- highly trained people. Exactly. Yeah, they aren't What's highly the trained people. That, they're like they're which barely color you choose. Yeah. Which is like what makes which which so in that in that slam game right where they're slamming the thing and you're, and you're getting slapped. If you choose blue, blue, you're going into the game. If you choose red, you end up as a as worker, part of the part of the crew. So they're equal. Like it's it's a theory, <clears throat> yeah. so it's not totally explained, but it's the it's just explaining how they get these workers because that was a big yeah. question I had, right? Because it definitely seems like there's like a hive mind mentality or that right. they're brainwashed or. Who knows what's going on? But it on, makes sense. But army. it makes sense too because they're finding people who still are crazy and dead. desperate. And it's yeah. probably like, hey, here's how you pay off your debt: you come do this and follow every instruction. Don't deviate. But they're all kids. But they're all kids. But they're all kids. But they're all kids. What's the most frustrating question you get asked every day? For me, it's what's for dinner. Luckily, Butcher Box is here to help. They make it easy with an array of meat and seafood to choose from. 100% grass-fed beef, wild-caught lobster tails, and don't forget the bacon. There's no better feeling than knowing you've got a variety of ButcherBox meat and seafood to help you make your dinner decisions. Luckily, for a limited time, ButcherBox is giving new members two pounds of free ground beef in every order for the life of your membership. Are you kidding me? That's free beef! Burgers, tacos, meatballs, for free! All you gotta do is sign up. Choose from four curated box options or customize your own and decide how often you want it. ButcherBox ships your order frozen at peak freshness and packed in a 100% recyclable box. And shipping, like that ground beef, is always free. I love the ribeye. Marbled, bone-in, whether I'm grilling or just searing it in butter before I pop it in the oven. And have I mentioned burgers? This is your chance to never have to shop for ground beef again. That's right. ButcherBox is giving new members free ground beef for life. Sign up at butcherbox.com ding and get two pounds of ground beef free in every order for the life of your membership. That's butcherbox.com ding, D-I-N-G, to claim this deal. <laughs> 